0: royal ascot coverage for the weekend watch continues then on to the final day i've got andrew mount and daryl carter beside me as always uh, kindly sponsored by sbk and with the unpredictable weather we've got we were forecast rain at the time of recording really they've not had very much yet so we're still waiting on that um i've had a few crazy results already haven't we we're big prize horses we've also had a bit of drama I think yesterday me and daryl both quite fancied stunning beauty that was really disappointing they're still looking into that um, just wanted to let you have a quick word on that, really, Daryl, because obviously okay. I've ridden, I know how it works. I've told people a few times on racing channels. So, you know, you, you have your starter, they have a few different you know shouts, one of which is for blindfolds to be taken off. Um, you know, he does pause and wait and gives you chance, you know, to shout if you're not ready, which Sylvester was doing. You could see the jockey in the next stall, I think it was Richard Kingscote looked like him, but another jockey saying, not ready, not ready. And, and then the stall's opened.
1: Oh, I was absolutely fuming. I, I, do you know what? I just missed the start of the race. Clicked the race on, she wasn't there. I thought, what, what the hell has happened? And I didn't see it until after the race. Yeah. It, and do you know what? It, it's one of those things. It, it might. It's a freak thing that's just happened, right? Fair enough. But yeah. the thing that really wound me up is the fact that the BHA come, came out afterwards and said that she was deemed a runner. Yeah. Now that was just absolutely ludicrous. They are, they are screwing over punters by doing that you know, we've got the biggest horse racing stage in the world this week, right? A chance to really spread the message to to people, come to horse racing, look at this fantastic um, product that we've got, come and see us. And the BHA have done nothing but absolutely shits on every single person that's trying to promote this sport by looking like they're shafting punters at at that time there's nothing untoward going on there let's use some common sense you know and the fact that they've only deferred it until today because uh, they want to get extra footage or whatever it, it's no good to those that have been betting on course because they're yeah. not going to get their money back no. they've already lost their money so they've had an experience where they've under, had an unfair race it might be 100 200 people that have never been to racing before they've had a bet on this horse they've had an experience where they feel like they've been shafted and, and then they've, not, they've they lost never money do
0: it again
1: yeah and they'll never do it again yeah so you know we've got not to right. there, there would be nothing wrong that with coming out and saying this horse is a non-runner we'll give you the benefit of the doubt you know yeah, but, for the
0: sake for the sake of the one horse and the amount of money that it was, it's, it's really that's money.
1: got. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, Christ, agreed.
0: Yeah. I, I thought it was really disappointing, and I, you know, it was a human error. Whether it was that the starter didn't hear, whether it was that Sylvester didn't shout loud enough, whatever it was, it wasn't even the horse's fault. Um, so yeah, if you have action in Beauty and you're watching this, we apologise uh, on behalf of the VHA for the ridiculous decision because we were disappointed too. Um, anyway. Uh, as I said, with the weather unpredictable, it's uh, so a good luck Andrew and Daryl for all these races. <laughs> You've got some really difficult handicaps as well. Um, is these good group races? But uh, we start with the two thirty, the Chesham, uh, which is a, a listed race. And actually, yesterday in the two-year-old race, at the time of recording this on the Wednesday, um, Ireland and America ruled the, the two-year-old race. We didn't get much say in it over here, and, and the betting suggests that this may well go uh, to the Irish as well. Um, Andrew, would you like to start?
2: Yeah, sure thing. Um, Yeah, Point Lonsdale was very impressive, of course, when making that winning debut, um, scoring by five and a half lengths at the Curragh. I mean, do you want want to back him at five to four? He fits in the sort of could be anything kind of category. Um, But I'd rather take a chance on one each way at a much bigger price. And um, when you look at the betting, after five to four Point Lonsdale, you've got new science around about three to one. Now, New Science won on debut at Yarmouth. Um, typical Charlie Appleby newcomer, knew his job, pinged out straight into the lead and made all. Now, the runner-up in that race, Reach for the Moon, is the one I'm going to go for. Um, Frankie Tatory riding for the Queen, trained by the Gosdoms. Now, the um the Racing Post close-up comments in that race don't really tell the whole story. Um, they just say prominent, but hang on a minute, he wasn't prominent straight away. He missed the breaker beat and then had to recover to sit behind um, the front runner. And after a full on and a half, you've watched the video, he take he seems to take a full step and almost stumble. And then later on in the race he loses his pitch, drops back, you think he's going to finish out the back of the telly. He he stays on again to finish second. Well, I thought that was an incredibly promising race. And um, given that New Science is 3 to 1 and he's 16 to 1, I can't quite understand why he's over five times the price. He's far more likely to improve for a first run from um, the Gosden Yard than his uh, New Science from Charlie Appleby. And I know, you know, he, he's still got the favourite to be, but each way 16 to one reach for the moon, I think is a cracking bet, isn't it? Yeah, agreed. Um,
0: that was a good one last time out. Uh,
1: Daryl? Uh, yeah, um, I did really like that race, actually, New Science race. I thought it was slower than the 66 rated horse winner on the card um, and i thought they were almost both well positioned i would agree with andrew saying that reach the moon may well be able to reverse that form though so it's uh, yeah. a lot fair shout there uh, i like great max for for michael bell recorded the joint highest rpr in his newbury novice race um in since since the you know in the last six renewals or whatever it is um along with expert eye that they, they were the two horses that have recorded the highest rprs in that race interesting just nine days later they want to come here definitely going to improve for a step up and trip all of his best work was coming at the finish and he was a little bit green wasn't really sure what he was doing on debut but it was quite a powerful finishing effort he was really comfortably on top of the line uh step up and trip definitely going to suit seven furlongs and i thought this stiff track would would suit great max there is one in here at a massive price I'll, i just want to mention um whether i'll whether I back the horse or not, I'm not sure. <laughs> Withering for for Jamie Osborne. Um, Jamie Osborne, obviously, you know, it's not a go-to trainer, I suppose, for your Royal Ascot horses normally. But uh, this horse was picked up by um, uh, Bin Hamid Al Khalifa after the debut run at Lingfield. This horse really caught the eye. It ran a blistering final um, final furlong time uh, to be beaten the nose by a horse called Bicep. Now the form's not really worked out too well at the moment, but this horse was the only horse to take out of the race. Uh, it just looked like a definite improver next time i just found it really interesting that um, connections like that went to the effort to, to go and buy this all straight away tongue-tied first time on uh, 25 days later up in trip in, in the chesham a little bit to find you know on the figures of, of that run but screen potential improver um and i think this is quite wide open i thought the looks of point nonsdale new science i thought they were both ridden promptly in their races you know they didn't really have to get into a battle or a fight or anything like that whereas this horse was was held up at the rear of the field uh had to weave through horses you know had to go through gaps and i just thought that would have been a great debut experience uh for withering uh, and 40 to 1 i think you could i think you can take a chance on that even if you like something else in the race i think you can just have a couple of quid each way of withering it might it might prove profitable it might be an absolute dud but
0: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah
1: i thought it was worth noting
0: Okay, uh, that's for that first race then, so um, Reach for the Moon and Great Max as well They're both each wave value in, in that race, so that's the 2.30. Um, the 3.05 is the Jersey Stakes and uh, we've all kind of got a couple of well-fancied horses in here, no surprise. Um, creative Force just about heads the betting at the moment on my screen. Um, Daryl, would you like to start?
1: Yeah, the boys in blue for me. I thought Naval Crown dropping back to this trip was quite interesting, but Creative Force, of course, we, we you know we both have agreed that he's a that he's nice. a he's a both he's, we both agreed he's a very good horse going forward. I think he's potential Group One class. I think going up to seven furlongs is, is is a very good move given the way he travels through his races. I watched that newbie run back again earlier, and I just was so impressed by the way he quickened up. Um, he, he was miles better than than anything in that race including Tactical, is in third. That form ties in with Naval Crown. I think he's the one to beat creative force. Um, I, I know people are going to say, well, his last run here at Ascot, he disappointed. But I just think you can put that down to him being a bit of a baby as a two-year-old, you know, not really knowing his job. I I wouldn't hold that against him, given what he's done since. Uh, so, a so big creative force for me. There is one at a massive price again that I, I just want to mention. A um, horse called Storm Damage for Sayib bin Saror. This horse absolutely bolted up at Kempton on debut from a wide drawn stall 13. Did a really good time figure as well. And uh, I, it was one of the most impressive debut performances I've seen for a long time in a horse. And he, look, this is a big ask for him to do this on his second start. Um, but I think this is a hell of a talented horse. This Storm Damage, I, whether or not he can beat Creative Force, I don't know. But mm. thirty-three to one is, is a big price for a horse that recorded an, uh, an RPR ninety-five on his debut, uh, and it's just only going to improve.
0: Yeah, I like Creative Force as well, and I thought he, when we've seen him winning, like at Newmarket, he, he stayed really strongly, hasn't he? Like slight incline and he's learned to settle now as well when he last ran at ascot i thought he was too keen he seems to have settled into his racing a lot more now so obviously you'd want to go yeah, up great. and trip now that he's settled so yeah i like creative force um that isn't my bet in the race though if i, t- I were to have one which is a, a bit of pointing. sorry don't be mad with me uh fast raj i thought was really interesting the french horse who is an each way prize so that would be an each way kind of bet little bet for me i thought really impressive when coming from last to first last time Does have to carry a penalty but i thought looks super smart and is the value in the race uh, uh, as much as I like? Creative Force, anyway.
2: Um, Andrew, uh, I'm going to give you a scary stat now that's going to put you off your two picks, oh, Leona. Yeah. And your um, last time out winners in the Jersey, we haven't had one since 2008. Since then, 56 have well, tried we'll have record record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you so, a Roy so Castle. So, what's going
0: to win
2: then? I'll get you a Roy Castle T-shirt in that case. Um, well. <laughs> Horse and again, um, most winners of this finished second, third, or fourth last time out. They ran well without winning and were running over six furlongs or a mile, stepping up or stepping down in trip. I mean, th- those horses who finished second, third, or fourth in their latest run before in the jersey, um, 37 of them had run over seven furlongs the jersey trip and, and they'd all got beat. Um, so you know, look for those horses who didn't stay in the guineas. So, naval crown would certainly fit the bill. And although he was out of the frame last time out um the um um sorry musarabek as well uh, for Charles hills of course was seventh in the guinea so i 'm looking mutasarek naval crown, one on either side of the track, and we haven't touched on the draw, yeah. but uh, after day two, it was clearly obvious he didn't want to be in the middle of the track, the going stick says it's much slower in the middle um far side or stand side um you know the ground's much quicker, so with um you know mud Sorry, excuse me. Mother Sabek drawn in one. Naval Crown installed 15. Both could be well positioned.
0: I'm trying to cover all bases.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. How many horses had won from the draw one in the derby? Um, not many.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> it, was, well, it was zero, wasn't it? Uh, it was
0: zero. Um, anyway, <laughs> on to the, the next. The hard work is at 340. Uh, love Illarab. Always have. Such a nice, reliable horse. Seems to just do enough, um, really hoping he can show us what he's made of. He'll be held off and he'll come late. Um, still unexposed as well over a trip this far, but uh, did enjoy it last time. So I really like Illarab uh, in the Hardwick. Uh, Andrew, do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, hard to put you off Illarab. Um, six from six since his debut defeat. Um, you know, one of several you could fancy in the race. I am slightly disappointed that Broom was coming here. Uh, I thought he'd go for the 10 Furlong race, the Prince of Wales Stakes. He 's had six runs in his career over ten furlongs, five wins and a short head second when he 's raced over a mile and a half or, or further he he tends to come unstuck, so' it's seven to two, I could quite happily take him on Hooham um, was the one I was looking at who uh, had excuses for that defeat to Wal Conig at Sandown when he raced well away from the favored rail and uh, he bounced back with a win at Goodwood last time out, so uh, I 'd make him in, him the pick in the race. And highest Ground as well, given Sir Michael Stout's record in the race, also uh, ran in that Wald conic race at Sandown, and and again that was that was a, a weird old race and a weird old meeting. If you weren't on on the rail that day, you didn't have a prayer. Whether you were making the running, sitting in fourth place, eighth place, wherever, just ha- you had to stay on that rail for as long as humanly possible. Yeah. And every, everything in that race that um, was off the rail has come out and done well since, like uh, you know Thunderous, Highest Ground, and Hookum as, as well. So uh, I thought that. Pair Hookham and highest ground might be the ones to go to war with here.
0: Yeah, I think Hookham uh, is currently about five to one at the time of recording, and highest ground, I think, is about 16 to one, so a bit of value for um, highest ground. Um, and i
1: uh yeah i like tiger moth i couldn't put you off illerab um to be honest but uh i could put you off broom at the top of the market i agree with andrew i don't think he stays this this trip and i think he's been well placed earlier in the season to, to yeah. pick up the races he has picked up uh tiger moth for me very lightly raced um this horse was well beaten at the Curra last time but they, they eased him off because he was gargling um so i think you can just put a line through that run to reach the level he's reached, just six runs, it's quite remarkable, I think. He was beaten in the uh, in a Melbourne Cup over two miles by Twilight Payment from stall 22, which I thought was an excellent effort. Prior to that, he was uh, uh, an easy winner of a stakes race over at Leopardstown. Looks like good form on, in a book. Um, Irish Derby second to Santiago when coming right from the rear of the field in, in a fairly slowly run race um i thought there was loads more to come from tiger moth to be honest i thought he was one of the more unexposed horses along with illarab um that was you know was going to play their hand this is a slight drop in grade for him though he's been contesting grade 1s for or group 1s mm-hmm. for you know the majority of his recent time mm-hmm. so drop into to group 2 company i thought would really suit him and i thought this track trip i think a lot of things would suit him and i, I don't think he will mind any rain if it comes either so Yeah, I couldn't really find any faults with Tiger Moth. Probably other than the draw. It doesn't bother me anymore that Ryan Moore chooses Broom or who Ryan Moore chooses. To be honest, they
0: don't know, really, do they? I don't
1: think they know. I don't think they know. And I I think, if anything, you you get a better price when Ryan Moore doesn't choose the horse because as soon as he's jocked up, you know, you lose a little bit of value straight away. So, uh, yeah, Tiger Moth for me, I thought would go really well in this. Not
0: worried about the gargling last time. You think that was perhaps just back from a break or?
1: Yeah, I just, I just thought, I just thought maybe it was a one-off. Maybe I, he's never done anything like that before. Perhaps it was first time out after a break. But uh, yeah, I wasn't overly. I was just more happy that it was an excuse for the run rather than anything else. So,
0: <laughs> and, and yeah. a better
1: price. <laughs> yeah, and a better price, Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, Tiger off then for the 3.40. Um, the 4.20 is the Diamond Jubilee. Good race this. Uh, Dream of Dreams is a, a lovely horse. I actually thought Dream of Dreams would be favourite, uh, hopefully on the right side as well as regards to draw. I thought it was really good on this seasonal reappearance at Windsor. Pretty, another horse who's pretty versatile ground-wise, which I think is probably something to look for because we're just not sure at this time what's going to happen um, by Saturday. So I like Dream of Dreams uh, in that 4.20. Um, Daryl, do you want to give us your pick first?
1: Uh, yeah i agree dream of dreams for me backed him uh at, at four to one uh, yesterday i think i, I, I mean i really like starman i know that this horse, starman is going to be you know potentially very very good in the, in the future we all i think we all do now he, he's been so impressive he's entitled to improve but we're a lot of rain tomorrow and it's been well advertised that he wants the fastest ground possible yeah and i'm just i'm just not convinced that I don't know. I think he's definitely gonna be a really good horse in time, but I just think he's got quite a bit to find with the with the form of Dream of Dreams. Yeah. Um head second in this race last year, Dream of Dreams. Or was it 2019, sorry. Uh 2020 and 2019. That head second to Blue Point is just some of the best form on offer. I don't think this is that deep of a race this year. Outside of the top three, I think this is a really poor renewal. This is definitely Dream of Dreams' chance to to get his head in front. Uh, you know in this race i i think he should be favorite i think the prices should be flipped Starman is is the young pretender if you like but he's got it to prove still and i know visually as i have been the same visually i think he's been very very good yeah. but it's dream it's got to be dream of dreams i can't back anything else i want to dream of dreams at that point <laughs> i know i feel the same i like dream of
0: dreams uh, we're in agreement so who knows what that means um andrew
2: Yeah, there might be a third vote for Dream of Dreams um, now. Um, Yeah, interesting. There is rain forecast during racing on Friday, um, about 20 mil according to the weather service I use. And they were the ones who predicted only two millimetres after Wednesday's racing going into Thursday, whereas the BBC were saying over an inch of rain, sort of 30-odd mil. Um, So they've been right so far this week. So if they're right again, that's certainly not going to count against Dream of Dreams because it's run so well at this track. And in this race, finishing a narrow second to blue point. Now, I, I looked at the pace of this race when the decks came out, and there isn't any among the high numbers. Um, so you've got Starman drawn 13 of 14, and there's only hold-up horses around him. So it could well favor those drawn low. You've got the likes of uh, Emiratiana over there. You've got the um, uh, Namos, the, um, uh, the German horse. Uh, there's uh, we have one or two others as well. So I think the pl- the pace will be far side. It's going to suit Dream of Dreams. And I think he will start favourite on the day, particularly if the rain arrives. Glenn Shield is another one who seems to be the forgotten horse of the race after that defeat in Ireland when he was favourite on his comeback. He'll improve for that because he won at uh, Champions Day over course and distance, beating Brando by a nose at uh, 16 to 1. So again, the more rain, the better for him. But I'd, I'd go uh, Dream of Dreams over Glen Shield. OK, all right, three
0: for Dream of Dreams. That's an easy one for you then if you uh, uh, want to side with us won't take you long uh i'm not sure we'll agree on any of the next couple absolutely impossible races um the five o'clock is the wokingham um i really fancied kings lynn on tuesday very difficult to watch absolutely no run whatsoever which was frustrating um and my favorite friend 33 to 1 that rohan goes in here as well so there's lots of horses that i quite like so I'm being a big fat chicken and not actually having a selection um, in the working, Kingdom, would you believe? I probably will back a couple come the time, but don't have an outright selection. And um, you two are not allowed to do that, so you have <laughs> to give us something. So, um, Andrew, do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, sure, sure thing. Um, you respect the chances of Kings Lynn off this mark. After that, yeah. unlucky in running seventh in the King's Stand, as you say, uh, drawn um, over towards the far side in stall seven. Um, there should be pace on that side. You've got a visored first-time front runner and Raib for side Binser or Jim Crowley coming out of store one. So uh, don't worry about the pace. And by this time, we'll have had clues from the uh, Diamond Jubilee and from the jersey as to whether you want to be one side or the other. Yeah. I mean, one thing to um, bear in mind is uh, when it rains, of course, uh, the stand side might be favoured because it's, you've got the shadow of the stand and sometimes you know it can cover the rain depending you know depending which angle it's coming in from so it can actually yeah. be quicker among the high numbers but that's obviously something to look out for in the first couple of races so yeah King, kingsland was certainly on the short list rohan of course can't run in the um, commonwealth cup because he's a gelding yeah. um so you feel really sorry for him there and he's um you know you, you put him up last time and uh uh, and you've been dining out on it ever since. And uh, yeah. no, haven't. Why not? exactly the same I never even mention it. <laughs> well, man, to- but what, one mm. other I like is for last year's winning yard. That's a repartee for Kevin Ryan. Now, um, the stable had a... Uh, a winner here on Tuesday, Juan Elcano's who's um, returning from a wind-off um, for the first time. Uh, and this one's got a, a very sort of similar profile. Now, you go back to uh, Doncaster on Fast Ground in uh, September 2019. He's run second to King's Lynn in a field of 20 in a big sales race. Now, uh, he's, he's then won in um, listed company at Windsor after that. And then his, his career has sort of taken a bit of a nosedive. He's finished last in two starts. They've gelded him. He's come back from the gelding operation and, um, again, sort of run Okay, but not brilliantly. Now they've tried the wind operation. So Mm -hmm. um, given how well um, Kevin Ryan runners do after the wind op, I was hoping that that one might revitalise Reportee And off a a mark of 98 with that form tying in so well with the favourite, then he could be overpriced at 40 to 1. Stall 20. I'd rather be drawn a little higher or, or, or very low. But, um, you know, at that, nothing, you can't have everything right. and ticks in all the boxes when you're backing 40 to 1 shots. So, yeah, Repartee rep for me over Kings Lynn.
0: Okay, yeah, as you say, big difference in price. Currently, uh, Repartee is about 40 to 1, as Andrew said. And the favourite currently is Kings Lynn. He's about 5 to 1, so a lot shorter. Um, and,
1: I come down on two in this race. One of them, who I've already backed, is Kings Lynn. Yeah. And the other, and the other one was Repartee. <laughs> no joke it could go well.
0: Wild. <laughs>
1: yeah well um yeah. I won't I won't repeat what Andrew's just said I just, I just thought that you know he, he was he was one of those that I, I thought could bounce back at a big price he, he dropped out of Newbury after winning at Windsor in good style uh last year and, I, and he just he dropped out like there was something clearly amiss he, the way he just dropped out was ridiculous they then ran him uh, 12 or 13 days later at Goodwood and he was well beaten You know, in a good race in a group three there. They clearly didn't sort the issue so they gelded him, came out of Wolverhampton. I wondered why on earth they were making the running with him really at Wolverhampton. Um, I thought he looked to sit just off the pace and then kick clear. Um, that just didn't really suit him for me going around that sharp bend and then Newmarket I didn't think he handled track so I thought after a wind surgery now I thought he would have gone under the radar a little bit. He's been on my on my watch list. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, I would put you off a couple of quid on, on rep RT, but I do think the most likely winner is Kings Lynn. Um, th- I was like you, Leona, so frustrated, <laughs> so frustrated with him. Um, not with him, just the way the race panned out. Yeah. He crossed the line for me and just a visual interpretation just was that he doesn't even really look like he's had a race. Well,
0: that'll be uh, why they, they're going again. Exactly. Because it's like, he's, he's got
1: nowhere yeah. near the bottom of him. He's, that's technically, seven pounds well in here, right on the back of on the back of that run. But I'll tell you now, if he would have had a clear run there, he would have. I'm not saying he would have won, but he would have been in the first three yeah, of the King's Stand in a Group One. He would he should, he would be rated at least 112 or 113. You you could really argue that this horse is, if he's going to show up in the same form as he was um, four days ago. <sighs> He's, he's 10 to 12 pounds well in this mark. Mm. Now, obviously things need to fall right in a race like this. I actually think as well, the step up to six furlongs, I think that's an important factor to mention. I actually think that's definitely going to benefit him. Um, the draw, obviously, as we know, is very important. So this will be an unlucky story for Connections to Kings Lynn this week. If he, he is, ter- <laughs> if he turns out on the wrong side of the track. Yeah. yeah. Because, a t- because this is one of the most improved horses of the season. And he is at least 10 to 12 pounds well in. Um, he'll, he'll handle
2: some cut as well, won't he? And he will,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean,
2: it has been withdrawn on soft ground before. But then you, you look back, he's finished second by a neck at uh, Doncaster, six furlongs on soft. He won uh, on good to soft ground in that listed race at when uh, I mean, yeah. and, and he's won in big fields, albeit not in a handicap. But, yeah, it's... Um, it, it's great, you don't really associate some Michael Stout with this kind of um you know sprint handicap, but yeah, five to five to one could look very big, I think, come Saturday afternoon.
1: The thing is as well, is that he was he was he was off a long time. Well, not a long time. It seemed like he was off for forever because we were waiting for him to reappear. I mean, he was only beaten to an half lengths by Starman, who's you know, who's favourite for the Diamond Jubilee over six. Like this horse is much better than a mark of a hundred, and he's just shown it four days ago. I think he's just going to get shorter and shorter in the market and, and you're going to have to... You, I think you're going to have to hold your hands up and go, well, he was tra- drawn the wrong side or yeah. or it's a good thing. You know what I mean? As you say,
0: or he gets far too short for the risk for such a big race that can get messy and you just pick some each way and if he goes and wins at a short price, you knew that he was a good enough horse, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He
1: should, yeah, I think he should bloody
0: win. Well, that's why I said I'm not picking anything because <laughs> I, I think that King Glenn probably should win, but I don't think giving is it, giving that exciting that... But... Never mind. mind. Um, on to the five thirty-five. Then at uh, the Golden Gate Stakes, and this is another handicap, but over a little bit further, a mile and a quarter. Um, at the moment, Al Fidel at, um, heads to the betting, who we've not seen much of. We've got quite a lot of unexposed horses in here. Um, let's start with a, a word on Al Fadell, though, shall we, um, Daryl?
1: Um, is it all right just to just to pick this uh, just to pick this race up at Royal Ascot quickly? Because oh, yeah. I, really, I re- you, can,
0: you I re- can both watch it. You just can't have the sound or anything. On <laughs> what, what, what
1: have you bet here, Daryl? I've backed uh, perfect power twenty to one um, for for Richard. Fahy. I thought this was finished really nice. I mean, it, the race was absolutely. There was nothing in it in behind, but the way, the way. The horse finished out the race. It was just so impressive. I thought the debut run was full of promise as well. You're on a, you're on a 40 to 1 shot yeah.
2: Yeah, a king of speed. Um, bigger than that now, I think. Uh, did really well to win at uh, Redcar's second time out. Big market drifter. Reversed the form with the one who beat him at um, Chelmsford. And he, he was on the wrong part of the track. Massive bias to low draws on that far side rail that day. And he's done really well to win down the middle of the track. I've also bet uh, Project Dante for Brian Smart, who's um, still 16 of 16 and got a really good speed figure for that um, debut win. And, of course, the Yard had one run well in the, uh, one of the two-year-old races on Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, Project Dante and King of Speed. King of Speed might have a, a nothing draw in the middle in stall 7 of 16, which is a worry. But then again, you know he's 50 to 1, so it can't have everything.
1: What do you make of this Cadamoso, the fad?
2: Yeah, I mean, again, um, stall two could be handy. And again, it's is another one where you know you, you can't you can't say you can't win. You, you, at the same time, you're thinking, well, do I want to do? I want to back the favourite in a race like this where there's you know a whole lot of uh, interesting and improving sorts around him. So uh, yeah. yeah, it was just the price for me that was uh, uh, putting me off. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I was oh. just going to say, everybody. So this is
0: obviously at the time of recording <laughs> on Thursday. Um, it's ten thirty, so we are just going to watch this uh, first race and see if either of these pair can well, pay, pay off their
2: mortgage. Split into two groups, with the smaller group on the uh, on the far side, including mine, I think, King of Speed. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, the uh, is it going to be far side or is it going to be near side? This, Darrell, Darrell, you can have near side. I love far side. But who makes the coffees? I'd you have can... any other
1: rules. I'd have any other rules, but mine at the moment. <laughs>
2: Well, that looks ah, look. see
1: see. this is what i thought i thought this we would get outpaced and then stay on strongly look yellow jackets uh this stand side go on go on perfect
2: is that Kunan go on. perfect here comes project dante come on project up the rail up come the on rail. perfect go on, project. go on perfect go on perfect go on perfect oh who was that was that the far side <laughs> i don't know I was drawn to the near side, Project Dante, who's uh, traded at 1.25 and running and probably finished oh. fourth. That's the favourite far side, I think, in uh, kind of, or, no. No, is it
0: uh, – no, no, it's go, goes back, uh, yeah. go
2: Bears, Go Bears. Go think Go I think you've got it, Daryl. I'd say you almost certainly – Go on, 20-1 winner. Well, then, you, can, you, 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 you can lay 101 to what you like. You've got it. Well done. Brilliant. Yeah, near
1: side. Uh, yeah, I thought that she. I thought the horse was going to be so outpaced early on, and it travelled quite nicely for a start. And then just the middle of that race just almost dropped out. And then it
2: wasn't uh, wasn't much in in between the two sides, but uh, looks yeah perfect. Power stall ten, race near side. Project Dante stall sixteen, and then uh, Go Bears go from stall five on the far side. Nothing in the middle of the track at all. Yeah, do you think
1: that's going to? Do you think that's going to change when it when the when the rain comes tomorrow? Because cause you just get so sort yeah. of used to this draw, don't you? You get used to this draw, and I've noticed over the last couple of years, it tends to then flip. Uh, you know, the last day or the last couple of days. Sure. You should...
2: Yeah, because the, cause the ground will be opened up on you know, the far side and the near side. The yeah. rain gets into it then, and it, it gets softer. And the, the bit they haven't raced on um, down the middle of the track might end and up the quickest.
0: Yeah. Well, well done. That was a, a good start to the day. But for, for Daryl, you unfortunately won't get to see the other races on this podcast because we'll have finished recording. But uh, apologies <laughs> for that. Uh, anyway, back to the five thirty-five. If Daryl can contain his excitement, uh, and we will start with talking about Alpha Dal for uh, Jim Crowley and Roger Marion who couldn't currently head the betting.
1: Yeah, Marion got a twenty-two percent stroke rate in handicaps at Ascot. I thought that was quite um, quite notable. Yeah, Alpha Dal. I love him. I absolutely love him, Leona. I think he is a gorgeous horse. I do. I think he's fantastic. I think I think he's a group horse. Honestly, I really do. And I know you can get, you know, carried away and you can say that about a lot of horses. Mm-hmm. But the way he picked up Sarumi at Lingfield last time and just brushed him aside like he wasn't even there. It was just so impressive. Um, Jim Crowley didn't need to bring the stick through. It was just it was so effortless. And I actually don't even think that the Lingfield and Chester has even suited him.
0: Yeah, I really he's don't. He's think... despite the track.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really do. And I think a big galloping track tra- like Ascot, he's drawn in 15. I don't mind that on this round course, actually, because I think he's going to stay out of trouble for a little bit and then come over in his own time, rather than being having to be rushed up from an inside draw to ensure a position. Um, and I thought, I just thought this is the time. If he didn't win at Lingfield and he didn't win at Chester, I would think that this would be the time that he would win. Yeah. So, I on handicap debut for Marker 98, I think he's got plenty more to come, given what he's done in three starts so far. Um, I do fear Fantastic Fox, I think this horse is quite good as well, but I actually don't think there's too much depth to this race. I think that a lot of these horses have done their winning, um, and I think Alpha Dell is the one definitely to be on. Yeah, Fantastic Fox not proven yet over a mile and a quarter.
0: Alpha Dell already is, and the horse that Daryl just mentioned there, Surumi, that uh, Alphadell uh, beat last time. That's come out and won again since that one at uh, not won again. That one at Haydock the time after, so that form's looking um, not too bad either. And um, Daryl, uh, Andrew.
2: Um, yeah, if I could play my get out of jail free card and uh skip a race it would be this one completely horrendous i mean king frankel was one daryl was with last time at Epsom was um you know run an astonishing race to finish as close as he did yep. um detori on board i thought he'd go well but yeah you can have six picks and still not get one in the first three so uh um yeah king frankel is a tentative stab but no strong opinion okay that's absolutely
0: fine uh on to the queen alexandra stakes then at 6 10 this is our last race a royal ascot and Um, I really like Falcon 8 in this, so I thought it was really good uh, when winning the Chester Cup. I thought it was quite a strong renewal there, and I thought Frankie gave him a super ride. I I know Daryl moans about Frankie not riding out for places, I completely agree. I do think though there'd be plenty of horses that don't gel with Frankie, and this horse really, really seemed to. So, glad that he's on board again. I thought we should expect another really good run, and I I think, and I'm sure both of you guys would agree, we talk about horses that are staying horses you get staying horses that are slow and you get staying horses that have actually got a good turn of foot in the closing stages, which plenty don't have because they're just slow. I actually think that this Falcon 8 has a real good turn of foot, which I really like. So looking forward to seeing how Falcon 8 gets on that, which would be my pick in the six ten. 10 Daryl, do you want to start?
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you've just said, to be honest. The only slight concern I've got about Falcon 8 is if, if the horse can back it up next time after coming from a break, one yeah. first time out of Chester Cup, 340 days off. Ran a really good race at sound 253 days off. One uh, beating Mekong in a Sandown listed race. Uh, after fifty days off, and uh, it was a head second, um, or three quarter length second to Twilight Payment again. Leopard Sound off the back of a break. So I just wonder if it's fresh. Is the time to, to catch the yeah. horse or not? I wasn't really overly enthusiastic about this race. I've got to be honest with you. I think my Royal Ascot will definitely end after Alpha Dale's just absolutely hosed up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I'll, I will leave this one alone. I do honestly think that Falcon Eight is probably the most likely winner. I think Barbados is not one to write off either because that horse wasn't far behind Falcon Eight. Um, uh, a couple of starts back and was just really under the hands and heels. Yeah. I I just worry that Barbados can't get his head in front. Uh, it's just frustrating. Uh, horse weight one hundred and ten can't yeah. get his head in front for God knows how long. So yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I just haven't
2: got a really strong opinion. I don't want to babble on too much, about it all right, uh, you can
0: just you can side with me, the Falcone. We like <laughs> Uh Andrew.
2: Uh yeah like Daryl no um, real strong opinion. I thought Miranda was quite interesting for Andrew Balding. They've won this uh, the odds won this twice in recent years including with Cleonte um, a couple of years ago and um yeah that one runs again but it's 33 to 1 this time around but so yeah certainly the step up and trip looks like it might um, it might suit this one. And the 1-2 from last year do battle as well. Who dares wins in the Grand in the Grand Vizier. But I thought the Grand Vizier might be the one to uh, reverse the form, given how well the uh, Ian Williams yard are going at the moment. So i just say Mirando and the Grand Vizier against the field here. But it's not a race I intend to have a bet in. I'm just,
0: um, where is the Grand Vizier? We got a prize for the Grand Vizier? Oh, yeah, about 11. So uh, the Grand Vizier currently about 11. Mirando about 8. And for me, Falcon 8 is now about uh, 11 to 2 um we'll do bets anywhere else that's it for got then bets from anywhere else on saturday for either of you if you have any for me
2: go on drew you go first D- D- daryl you go first i haven't looked yet <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right i've got uh baby a baby alia at uh hay 735 uh try to we tried to tip this horse up last time. It was due to run. Um, came a non-runner after being well-supported. Uh, go back to the Newbury run and just just have a quick look. She's literally finished on the bridle. She's uh, very well handicapped. This horse had a coronation entry uh, at one point, running off 73. Um, three o'clock, red car. I thought young fire really caught the eye last time at, at Haydock. I think that horse is ready to go in. Prime, well handicapped. Young Fire would go well. And then in the 850 at Lingfield, canoodled, the horse that tipped up last time, um, was given an absolute mountain to do at uh, Nottingham when it really just paid to be on the pace the whole day. Um, this horse has been left on the same mark as 65. It was the only horse to run from out the pack, chase down the 50, the, I think it was 100 to 1 winner uh, the day. You remember the day we had two. Uh, a 200 to 1 winner and a 100 to 1 winner within five minutes uh, Redka, yeah 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 um uh, Safi osborne takes off five pounds so is effectively five pounds lower now this canoodle is definitely going to win off this handicap mark so uh, keep an eye on that one those will be my three okay
2: andrew um red card 225 uh, racy stacy um she was 125 to 1 in a 20 runner handicap at to red car last time out. She's run an astonishing race. said The two-day red car meeting, 31st of May, 1st of June, massive buyers to low draws. Uh, if you weren't uh, up that far side rail, you didn't have a prayer. You look at the um uh, the first five in that race drawn in stalls three, four, fifteen, five, and two. The outlier was Racy Stacey, you know, um, who was down the near side. Amazing that she's managed to finish so close. Uh, she's got the cheap pieces on for the first time. I'm trained by Steph Holland's so she's probably going to go under the radar. The downside is she's installed seven of ten. So I'd want to watch the first couple of races to see if there's a similarly strong bias. Um, maybe the um, the rain would change that and it won't be so bad to be down the middle of the track. But uh, yeah, she's the one I was looking at away from Ascot.
0: Okay, uh, very little weight to carry as well. Racey Stacy just eight stone four. So uh, I guess we'll get to see if she is Racy Stacey. Um, <laughs> that's it then. Uh, uh, I'm glad that we get, managed to give you a winner uh, of one of the Ascot races as well, as whilst well, so we were live recording this po- po- podcast. That's always good. Um, Naps, please. I want you to pick and that from your, all of your selections each for me.
2: Uh, reach for the moon in the opener at Ascot, the Cheshire.
1: Okay. It's oh, very hard. Very hard this week, well, because I like... Taken two, i you can't have mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ila Rab is mine in the hard work
1: in 3.40. Uh, right. uh, sure, sure. the, do you know what? Um, I, it is. Do you know what? I reckon there's a great Trixie on Saturday, I right? And Kingslin, Lynn, Alfadal, and um, Dream of Dreams, all right? And that little Trixie might pay a, pay a nice touch. But Alphardale, I think this Alphardale definitely... I think this is a fairly weak race. I think Alphadel's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alphadel. Definitely. Sure.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> that's it then for this week. Um, by the time you watch this, I hope you've enjoyed most of our Scott. Obviously, we'll still have another day to go, I would imagine. Uh, thanks for watching, as always. And don't forget to keep in touch with us on our social media. Uh, you can obviously comment on the YouTube video as well if there's anything else you want us to talk about or cover. At gg.co.uk, as always. And obviously, we're on um, Instagram and Twitter as well. The guy's Twitter is obviously Daryl at Carter and Andrew it is Um, trend horses so uh, do check all those out as well check out the website for more videos more tips updated uh, uh, tips as well of course if the guys change their mind or if the ground changes or anything like that and of course we've got race cards and stuff as well on gg.co.uk thanks for watching as always.